So this morning, we're going to continue our series, Others First, and we're going to be turning specifically to the subject of service, serving out of your giftedness, serving out of the ways that God has blessed and gifted you. Join me as we pray. Lord, we thank you that in coming to this earth, you chose to put others first, and you did that all the way up to the cross. And Lord, we ask that you would help us heed your call to, to follow you. We pray that you would use your word today to bring conviction and encouragement to us as we seek to live the life to which you've called us. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning is going to be uh, from 1 Corinthians. If you would like to open your Bibles, I'd encourage you to do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to jump in at verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. I want to stop there. One of the things I love about uh, studying the Bible and, and, and when you actually look at the words and you don't read them quickly is you begin to notice things that, that just leap off the page. And, and that happened for me this week with that verse. Those words, different, same, different, same, different, same, they, they show up over and over again. But on the, the same side, what we see is the, the same Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say the same Lord, Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say the same Father. We're talking about the Trinity. Paul's talking about the Trinity without using the word Trinity. And I think he's doing that intentionally because the Trinity, our triune God, the three-in-one God, is the perfect example of different and same. So, so God is the same in essence. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit is the same uh, in, in essence, the same in person, and yet they are three distinct persons. We have the three distinct persons with three distinct roles. They do different things. God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, they have unique uh, calls. And so if this sameness and this difference is true of God, I wonder why can't it be true of you and me? We believe that as followers of Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in every one of us. So the same Holy Spirit that lives in you lives in me. And so in our essence, in our spirit, we are the same. We are one. And yet we also know that we are very different. You and I, we have different gifts, different personalities, different makeup. Every one of us in here is different from one another. We're the same, and yet we're different. So the Apostle Paul once wrote, I wish all men were like me. Have you ever thought that? Uh, I will confess that I have, and it's usually when people disagree with me or they see things differently. Uh, they want to do things differently. I think, I wish they just saw things the way I did. But all, all people are not the same, and God created, that way, created it that way. Uh, one person loves serving with children. 
This, this person thinks there's nothing more important than working with children. They go by the motto that if you want to change the world, work with children. I love that. Another person, while they believe working with children is absolutely important, God has wired them to, to care about the poor and the hungry and the homeless and the marginalized, and God has equipped them to see people that others don't see. So they are the same. These two people, they're the same. They have the same spirit in them. They, they're serving the same God. They have the same goals, and yet they have very unique roles to play. The same spirit, but different gifts. The same Lord, but different ways to serve. The same God, but different work to accomplish. God could have created a different system. He could have created all of us as like supermen and wonder women where he deposits all of the gifts into each one of us. The same spirit, the same gifts. The same Lord, the same ways to serve. The same Father and the same work to accomplish. But I think there's a, a, an obvious reason as to why he didn't do that. I mean, not only would we maybe feel like we don't need one another, what's the purpose of the church if I can do it all myself, but it might also cultivate in us a, a sense of independence, like we don't even need God. I mean, I've got it all. I've got all the gifts that I need. Everyone has a gift. You have a gift. And because our gifts are all different, that means we're all needed. I, I wonder, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot today. I'm not going to call you to say out loud what you think your gift is. But I do want to invite you, just by show of hands, if you think you have some sense, like maybe 50%, some sense of the way God has wired you and what your, your gifts are, raise your hand if that's true of you. I will not call you to say it out loud. So a number of, of hands have gone up, and a number of hands have not gone up. Listen to what God says, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Now to each one, you are an each one. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. We've been given gifts by God. Why? Not to be a diaper, but to be a sponge. We've been given gifts for the common good. The word good is, is pretty easy. You can tell when things are good. When things are good, things just kind of work. When systems and structures and organizations are good, they function the way they're designed to function. So after church today, I'm going to say to you, join us in the gathering place for some refreshments, for some coffee and cookies, and you might make your way up to a carafe of coffee. And when you push on that lever and coffee comes out, it's good. And when you push on that lever and you get that spittering, sputtering sound, it's like DEFCON 1. I mean, this is bad. This is really bad. We know what good is. We know what, what bad is. When, when things are good, they have what we call workability. Or another word is simply integrity. It does what it's designed to do. And so God has given you a gift. He's given me a gift so that the church might have integrity, so that it might work, that it might do what it is designed to do. If I don't play, 
if I withhold my gift, if I choose not to serve in the ways that God has equipped me to serve, if I choose to be a diaper, the common good suffers. The church suffers. The mission suffers. Things begin to break down. Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 12 to use the analogy of the body. We are one body. We have all these different parts. Listen to what he says. The body, verse 14, is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it wouldn't for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it wouldn't for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God has given you the gifts that you have because that's what he wanted you to have. If God gave me the gifts that I wish I had, I would play the guitar like James Taylor. And I'd sing like John Denver. And I'd have the sense of rhythm like Travis Ray. <laughs> but these are not the gifts that God gave me. I can do it. I can play the guitar and I can sing. Later today, I'm going to be at a nursing home leading a chapel service, playing my guitar and singing. I can do this. But it's not the best way that I serve the, the church. The best way is when I use the gifts that God has given me. I can teach, I can preach, I can lead. Part of the maturing process as disciples is this process of learning who you are and who you are not. It takes tremendous courage to acknowledge the gift that you've been given. When I invited you to raise your hand, it took courage for you to raise your hand because to say, I have a gift and I know what my gift is, makes you accountable for that gift. You're saying, I know what my gift is. I know what the part of the body that God has designed me to be. And now I am called to be a steward of that gift. It's possible that maybe the reason you didn't raise your hand is because I don't want to be held accountable to use that gift. There, there's a weight with coming, with being able to say, this is my gift. Paul writes to the Romans, he says, if your gift is prophesying, and by prophesying he means bringing the truth of God's word to a situation, then prophesy. If that's your gift, do it. If it is serving, serve. If it is teaching, teach. If it's encouraging, encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, then give generously. If it's leadership, govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. The point is, use your gift. This gift that God has given you is... There's the parable of the talents we'll probably be hearing about later in this series. Don't bury your talent. Use the gift that God has given you. It takes courage to acknowledge your gift. It is not an act of humility to say, I, I don't have any gifts. That's not humility. It's not an honorable thing to say, God, God missed me. 
in the dispersion of the gifts where he said, each one has a gift. Somehow he overlooked me. He did not. It takes courage to acknowledge who you are. And it takes courage to acknowledge who you're not. I'm not James Taylor. I'm not John Denver. You don't want me leading the band or setting the rhythm. I'm not an accountant. My eyes gloss over when I look at a spreadsheet. I'm not good at making rapid decisions. I need to process things. It's probably why I was never successful in a, a classroom. Uh, I'm not a one on the Enneagram. I'm not the leader who says, let's charge the mountain, get on the bus or get off. That's just not who I am. And that's okay. There are other people who are that and praise God because we need all of the gifts. Peter describes it this way, and I love how he says it. He says in 1 Peter 4.10, Each one should use whatever gift he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. What a neat way to think about the gifts that we've been, been given. That when we use the gifts, what we're actually doing is being a conduit, a channel of God's grace in its many forms. God wants to use you to share his grace with the, 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 the church, with the community. Now I'm going to close here, but I, I have two closing thoughts, two quick thoughts. Uh, this conversation naturally raises the question, how do I figure out what my gifts are? Like, if I genuinely don't know, that's a great question. How do I figure out what my, my gift is? And, and there are inventories, you know, these questionnaires that you fill out, and, and then it takes your responses and says, you might have the gift of wisdom or discernment or mercy or encouragement, and, and those are good things to do. But I, I have found that the, the number one way to discover your gift is simply through trial and error. In other words, you've got to just jump in and serve in a variety of contexts and capacities, and your gift will reveal itself. You're going to find out what your gift is not. And there's, sometimes it's going to be so obvious. It's going to be obvious to you. It's going to be obvious to others. And then when you find that, that role that, that you're serving in your gift, and, and let me say, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy. When you're serving in your giftedness, doesn't mean that everything just is absolutely flows so effortlessly. It's still work to serve God. But the, the way to discover it is to jump in and serve. Try doing different things. And, and God will reveal to you, he'll bring to the surface that area where he's designed and equipped you to serve. The second thing I want to say about service, uh, and this is going to lead into next week's sermon, is that sometimes need equips gift. Uh, your gift is not a handcuff. Your gift does not mean this is the only way I can serve. Like, all I can do is teach and preach. No, I can play the guitar. And so I'm going to minister to a, uh, some friends at a nursing home today because I, I can do that. It's not my strength, it's not my gift, but it's something I can do. Sometimes need equips our giftedness. Right now, we have a very real need down in our nursery. We, uh, we want to offer nursery to young families to have a place where their young ones can go, and we've got people there to take care of it, and we're down to so few people that they're rotating like every third week. 
Now, we've got to decide as a church, is this something that's important to us? And we might say that that's not how I'm gifted. Like little kids and me, we just don't, we don't jive. Uh, and maybe you know that, that that's really true. Like you ought not be in the nursery. But there's a lot of us that, you know, we could do it. We could do it. And there's a lot of other things like that. Uh, next two, the next two weeks, I'm really excited. We're going to be having a volunteer fair. So following the worship service, we're going to be inviting you to get coffee and cookies, and we're going to have tables set up in the gathering place, uh, just kind of uh, showing all of the different areas that there are opportunities to serve. And I want to encourage you to just go around to the tables. This is not, there's no guilt, there's no manipulation, uh, but, you know, we know that when you invest, Jesus said it himself, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And so I want to invite you to consider where can I serve? How has God equipped me to serve? Join me as we pray. Lord, uh, we thank you that you are the God who, who pours out your blessing into our lives. You give us gifts. And Lord, I, I pray uh, that you would help each of us um, come to a sense of clarity about who it is that that you've created us to be and what our role is in the body. And Lord, uh, give us the courage to, to be proactive and to take some initiative in those areas where you've called us to, to serve. For your glory, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.